If you've ever wanted to learn about rugby, today is the day that you need to listen into this episode because I've got a coach joining me. Some of the topics we're going to be discussing today are coaching, the sport as a whole, safety, and the growth of the sport, not only now, but going forward. What do we have for the potential of rugby in the United States? You don't want to miss this episode of The Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Larson, coming at you today with a special guest talking about rugby. I've got Jeff Harward in the house. Jeff, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me out, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, this has been a uh, long time coming. Actually, the it's not been a long time coming. It's been like a week coming, but the thing is it worked out perfectly. This past weekend, I was in Utah. Jeff happened to be in Idaho the same weekend that I was leaving. Anyways, it was just a weird thing. And I actually had another interview scheduled for today at this exact time, but that interview fell through. So we were able to get you on today. I think it was just a blessing disguise. So I'm, I'm stoked to have you on here. Um, so Jeff, you have a lot of experience with rugby. I've said it in the introduction. I want to I want to let you introduce yourself, though, and, and kind of let the listeners know who you are. So who is Jeff Harward? <laughs> uh, in a nutshell. Um, so I'm actually originally from here uh, in Meridian and uh, moved up to Washington back in 2012, and that is where I first got involved with rugby. Um, got invited out to come play with uh, a couple of friends, and turns out it was a full-on team and league. Uh, so excited to start there. Um, played football my whole life, so I thought, hey, why not give it a try and see uh, if I liked it? And turns out, uh, greatest sport I ever played, man. So was it hard to get used to rugby from the rules of football to rugby, like when you first started playing? Um, I, I wouldn't say so. I think uh, it, it was an easy transition. Um, I feel like if you're athletic at all, you should be able to pick rugby up pretty easy because the rules are – the uh, the base rules are pretty simple. You have the ball, you run forward. Uh, if you don't have the ball, tackle the guy with the ball. So uh, <laughs> pretty it's, simple. it's pretty straightforward, yeah. Because it's funny, um, I have a cousin of mine who's just started playing. He's in ninth grade, I believe. And it's extremely difficult for me to figure it out because I'm not a, a like a huge rugby guy. I don't understand the rules. But to me, it seems complicated. But I guess I, I might be overanalyzing it a little bit because I, I think too deep into it. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? So it is pretty basic. But... How like what age were you when you said you started playing for the first time? Uh, twenty two. Twenty two, but you had played football your whole life. Yes. And you decided to go with this. So, if you had to choose football or rugby, what would it be? If you had to choose, you could get paid to do any one of them for the rest of your life. What would it be? Rugby. Okay, really. Hundred percent. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Sweet. All right. So, um, who's your favorite club, professional? Um. Well, you know. I'd have to say the club I enjoy most watching is probably, and a lot of people would say, oh, you just say that because they're the most well-known, but the All Blacks from New Zealand, they're the New Zealand national team, hands down uh, the most exciting team to watch. Why are they so exciting? Um, You know, rugby is their national sport. Okay. And so how you see kids here playing football at such a young age uh, little kids with little tiny footballs over there, it's rugby. So it's not just a sport to them. It is a way of life. And how they play is so simple. 
Um, a lot of people, they try to make it complicated when it comes to it. Um, watching the All Blacks, you just see the most simple game played, and that is the most fun for me because it works every time. I love it. I love that. That's that's right. The way of life. Um, that's kind of how I felt with like the Brazilians and soccer. It was the same concept. Like the kids were playing at a very young age. They were talking like two, three years old. They're out there kicking the, you know, little, little bags that they made into a ball. And that's kind of what they did. That was like what their life was. And it, that's cool. So I imagine it's similar to that. Um, aren't the All Blacks like they're? Don't they have like they do the haka or whatever it is at the beginning? Whatever they do, their little war chant. Yeah, yeah. So the haka, um, and I, I, you know, I've never been to New Zealand, which I would love to be able that to. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, but so the haka is what they do at the beginning. It's not um, what it is. Is it's an invitation essentially. So okay. it's a challenge to the other team. So a lot of people think it's just for them to get pumped up. It, it's not what it is for them. It's tradition of extending a challenge to the other team to battle. So essentially, you're coming onto this field, we're here, let's get it on. I think that's so dope. Yeah, yeah I've seen a few of those like before the matches, and they're intense, dude. It's so sick. Um, have you ever been to a, a rugby match like outside of what you've played in and stuff, like a professional rugby match? Yeah, so I had the opportunity um, back in, I think it was 2013 or 14, uh, me and my brother – we got to fly back to Chicago and watch the All Blacks versus the USA match, and it was amazing. Uh, it was incredible to see um, how many people came out here uh, in America to see that match, and we filled uh, the Bears Stadium. So it was, it was filled. Yeah, it was incredible to be there. Uh, the atmosphere is amazing, and and like you said, um, the haka would be incredible to watch live. It is powerful. I it, bet is it is powerful. Did you was it cold when you guys went there? I couldn't remember. It it was weird. Um it was cold and it snowed and then the sun came out and it was hot and then it snowed again. So it's like Idaho essentially <laughs> all in a day. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. Except even it was colder than what Idaho's mood swings were. Okay. Yeah, but it was it was awesome. Oh, man, that's rad. That's cool. You got to see that. And you got to go to, is it Soldier Field? Soldier, Soldier Field, Field, yeah. I think it's what it is. Yeah. That's pretty dope. You got to see a big time match there. Yeah. I'm sure that's that's pretty intense. Um, now let's let's talk about the sport of rugby as a whole. You talked about how it's the fastest growing sport in the states. Why do you think that is? Um, well, I, I was just going to say because it's new, but it's I mean it's not the the rug rugby as a sport has been around for a long time, but I think we've seen it make a huge comeback. Um, it was in the Olympics, right. and they did uh, the sevens. Uh, so there's two different types of rugby. There's 15s, which is a full side, and then there's 7s, which is a much faster-paced game. Okay. And I think it being back in the Olympics really put it out there, too, um, to make it uh, something that is now interesting to people. Um, it's been there for a long time, but we just haven't had the interest. We haven't had the ability to get out there to everybody and say, hey, check this sport out. It's awesome. And so right. I think that that was a big, uh, a little, like a catapult for us to be um, in the eye. So so let's talk about that, though. The sevens and the fifteens, can you kind of go a little bit more in depth with that? So the sevens a little faster pace. Is that just the amount of players that are on the field? Is it like seven-on-seven seven football? Is it different than eleven-on-eleven kind of thing? Yes. That, okay. So that's exactly it. So fifteens um, is there's 15 players from each team on the field at a time. Okay. So – um, it's not as wide open because there's more players on the field. So 
it's not as fast paced because there's a lot more uh, passing, tackling, breakdown, and the reset. Whereas in sevens, there's only seven guys, so the field is wide open. So you have to be really quick uh, to try to hit that corner and, and beat people out because there's not as many guys on the pitch. And do you play on the same size of a field or pitch? Yep. Yeah, let's let's get yeah. the, the verbiage correct. The <laughs> yeah, the pitch. Okay, so on the pitch, so it's the same size though. It's not like you yeah. they shorten it for you on sevens. No, it's the same size. Okay, so you would basically have a lot of fast guys like yourself, the littler guys that are <laughs> quick and powerful but can get around. Yeah, so you want, I mean, you you need some power because you still have to be tackled and and make tackles. But the idea is to really, um, you know, step a guy trip him up and as soon as you got him tripped up you know step on the gas and, and get out of there so that wouldn't be my uh, sevens isn't my sport <laughs> that wouldn't be what i'd be playing i'm too it, slow for that i probably i couldn't hang with y'all hey it could period. it could be you could just be a body on the pitch you know and then uh, just, make a pass and you know take up space if if you really wanted to that's but. like the guy in basketball that just sets picks like hey oh no you're good man you can get rebounds and set screens for us you're good at that like i yeah. hate that <laughs> except you can't do that in rugby you can't set screens you can't so i basically be worthless thank you though no. i appreciate try that. 15s try 15s we might have to try that out <laughs> um now do you see like we, we we're talking about how it's growing so fast and i know like the united states typically is late to the game when it comes to a lot of these sports that are kind of like the I don't know. Like it just seems like you know soccer, like the international sports. Yes, yeah. it's a good way, good way to put it. Do you see it becoming more and more popular than even possibly football? As we're seeing football to be, you know, we have a lot of the whole concussions and like CTE, all that stuff's coming out. Plus, you got politics breaching the NFL world and the college football world at this point. So a lot of people are starting to see this decline in American football. Do you see rugby surpassing that at one point, sometime? Yes. Um, so this year. Uh, it was either last year or the year before they started. They they tried to start a, a professional rugby league. Okay. Um, it was kind of the first time. Um, I don't feel like um, the organization was set up um, 100%, and it kind of fell through. There wasn't um, enough people interested to get it off the ground. Okay. Um, they did just start a new um, professional rugby league. It's called the MLR. Okay. And the first matches were over this last weekend, um, and it was huge. The amount of publicity they've been able to get, the athletes that have come out, um, is incredible. And I think it just wasn't time back when they tried the other one. It's time now. Okay. And, and people are noticing that. The game of rugby as a whole has just become so much more popular, and it's only going up from here. I, I, I guarantee that... Uh, you know, it eventually, and I think soon, will become a school sport. Okay. And so kids in high school will have the opportunity to play that, and it won't just be a club team anymore, a uh, club sport. So I think it's it's definitely going to, you know, be huge in the next couple of years. I like that. Uh, one thing that we were talking about before we started recording was the fact that I, I have a family member of mine. My cousin just started. He's in ninth grade. And like you said, it's not a school sport, but it is a club sport for the school. It's all weird how they do that, but it's kind of like college. Like when I used to box at Boise State, it was a club sport, but we technically were Boise State. We just had to fund everything ourselves. Um, so that's how it was. Like the school didn't sponsor it. Um, but it is growing because I see these kids out there. He's in ninth grade, and they're starting to – they have the code. They go to practice. They have all this stuff, and it's now it's starting. When I was in high school, this, we're just talking about in the last – 10, 12 years, they didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember there being rugby when we were at Meridian High School. Yeah, no, You were wasn't. only like, what, two or three years behind us. It wasn't like you were that far behind us. It wasn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, there wasn't. And it's already grown to where it's at now in 10 years, so I can't even imagine in another 10 years, like you were saying, like I could see it, especially with the professional league coming out here, if they have success, possible like TV deals where they get more exposure. Man, it could it could blow up. Yeah, so the MLR actually does uh, – they made a, a TV deal with ESPN. Did they really? Yeah, and CBS Sports. That's big time. It is big time. So the, the games were on this last weekend. Um, they were on – Root Sports, okay, for the on the local networks, and then ESPN Plus as well. Um, and I can only see it, like I said, growing even bigger from there. I mean, prime time uh, will be able to fill uh, stadiums for not international matches, but for you know uh, professional matches here in the states. And what do you know, like off the top of your head, like some like how many teams there are in the league or close to it? Is there just a few? Or? Um, I think there's seven. Okay, seven right now. Um, off the top of my head, I there's uh, the Seattle Seawolves, okay. the San Diego Legion, um, Utah Warriors, um, uh, New Orleans. They're called NOLA. Okay. Uh, there's a team out of Texas. Uh, I believe a team out of Colorado. And I believe one or two more, but off the top of my head, I can't. I don't know those ones. That's actually really – I think I saw – I was in Salt Lake City this past weekend. I, I saw an advertisement for the Utah rugby squad, so that's mm-hmm. that's pretty sick. Okay, yeah. so that's what it was for. I didn't even know. I was like, oh, whatever. But yeah. that's pretty dope. I'm actually excited for this. Um, I'm not, a like, I, I'm not like, anti-rugby by any means. I love sports in general. So, like, I'm excited to learn more about this, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited to see it. If I can watch more of it and actually understand it, that's when I enjoy it. So – I'm excited for it. Now, let's talk about your experience right now. So you played. Um, let's talk about who you played for. So you were up in Seattle mm-hmm. in, in the Washington area, and you said you started playing with a couple buddies like when you were 22? Mm-hmm. 22, okay. Yeah. Who were you playing for, and what is that even a part of? Is that, That's not professional. Right? You didn't get paid for it, did you? No, I didn't. Um, so originally I, I moved up there, and I met a, a guy uh, at church. His name was Pate. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he was a, a Fijian guy, super nice guy, and he's like, hey, you know, why don't you come out and play with a couple, me and my buddies get together and play some rugby. And I thought, sweet, this will be cool. Like uh, get out there, be introduced to it a little bit, you know, learn how to play it. Well, I showed up, and uh, turns out it was the uh, one of the first practices for the starting season of the Seattle Saracens. Uh, back then, they weren't called the Seattle Saracens. Um, it, it was within the couple, the next couple years that we became part of the Saracens family. Okay. So the Saracens are actually over in England. That's where the club is, and okay. uh, they we became uh, part of their club over here in the states. Uh, but that was a couple years later. So it was actually. Um, Old Puget Sound Beach Rugby, so OPSB was the name of the club, and Seattle Rugby Club. So they had two clubs that kind of merged together. Okay. Uh, so when I started playing, anyways, that was the first uh, practice, and they had like a team meeting and everything. I showed up, and I'm like, this is not just a couple of buddies getting, yeah. getting together. You know, this is a real thing. And I thought, all right, well, you know, I'll do it. Why not? So um, I went out to that practice, and – after that first practice, I was like, this is freaking awesome. I was like, I'm going to stick around for this. Well, your first practice, though, what was your thoughts? You get out there. Did you know the rules yet of rugby? Did you? Uh, no, so I what, had what, no what, idea. Tell me what's going through your mind, Jeff Harward's mind, when you got out there for your first practice of rugby. What Were you were you scared? What was the, what was the thoughts? Um, I wasn't scared. I was just more excited because it had been a long time since I've – 
I had to learn a new sport. I mean, yeah. from the time I was five years old, I'd been playing football. I played baseball. I wrestled. I did lacrosse. I did, you know, everything there was growing up. And for the first time in a long time, I was going to learn a brand new sport. Right. And not only a sport, but just an exciting sport. Right. It's nonstop, right? Running clock for the first half and then the second half. And... um just constant movement, which I thought was the best part about this whole thing. So I was super excited. I got out there, and uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if you learn to play rugby in a men's club for the very first time, you learn lessons really quick. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't have a lot of patience <laughs> for uh, people who come out and like to break the rules. Uh, rugby is all about respect and professionalism, and people that just like to muck it up for fun they won't last very long on the pitch. I'll tell you that right now. That's funny, yeah. man. Now, okay, so do you still play? Before we get into your coaching side of things, do you still compete like as far as a player, or did you kind of hang up the cleats, so to speak, in that? Yeah, uh, for now I did um, just through a series of injuries, um, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, for now, maybe down the down the road I'll play for the old boys team, um, which is another awesome aspect of rugby. I mean, you're never too old to play. Uh, because they have teams of essentially it's a alumni that that play uh, they'll have the same team name but it's called the old boys okay side. so you get up and you play against people your own age so maybe down the road I will uh, but I enjoyed the time that I had and uh, it's you know it was some of the best years of my life by far so you mentioned injuries though and knowing you for quite some time now I've probably known I've known Jeff for probably what I don't know 15 years now yeah. I, I met you when I was in high school um you're injury prone your whole family is just period <laughs> I just I don't know how else to say yeah. it. you and your brothers everybody okay like, so you're injury prone um what were some of the injuries you sustained in in rugby um the the biggest injury I sustained was a, a shoulder um issue it, it wasn't anything having to do with the game being unsafe but just more of uh, it could have happened in any sport, really. Okay. Um, just a bad tackle. My shoulder got landed on and uh, tore my labrum. Um, and then again later, tore my labrum, tore my bicep. Um, you know, just tore it up pretty bad. So, Did you have surgery on your labrum? I did. I had twice, actually. Dude, this is the second time this has come up in the last two weeks because I was interviewing another guy, Kyle Bratzman. He had the same issue. I had labrum surgery last year. It is one of the worst surgeries I've ever like one of the worst things I've had to go through. I know I sound like a wuss, but I always say that it was terrible, man. I don't know how you did it twice. It's it's definitely not fun. Um, so yeah, I've I've had both my knees done ACL repairs, and uh, yeah, that sucked. But you're right, uh, shoulder surgery is just I don't know what it is, but it's it's terrible. Dude, it's brutal. It's, so next, yeah. it's next level. That's for <sighs> sure. Man, um, so you hurt your knees in in football though, right? And in, in other sports. Uh, actually, one yeah, my first knee surgery was from lacrosse, my uh, junior year of high school, and then uh, right before I started playing rugby up in Seattle, is I blew my other knee out playing basketball at the gym of all places. So really, okay, yeah. dang, dude, yeah, you are injury prone. It's all a mixture <laughs> of it. So you you mentioned about like you know it wasn't a, a thing of rugby being unsafe or anything like that. I want to talk about that real quick uh, before we get into your coaching discussion here, but being unsafe like people see it and they think of it as this violent sport because they don't wear pads and blah 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 it's that whole discussion that we always hear you know it's like the soccer mom discussion everybody talks about it like oh that's i'm not letting my kid play it. Yeah. that whole thing that goes down so 
what do you feel about it? Is it more safe than football? Is it less safe than football? And why or why not? Um, I believe 100% that it is more safe than football is. Why? Um, so because you don't have all the pads, you are 100% more aware of your body and what you do with it. Um, it's really easy. I know that uh, the new updated rules, um, I know in college football, I'm sure everybody gets annoyed of all the replays all the time. And then the targeting calls that are very questionable, That none of that is even um, close to happening on the rugby pitch because you will never fly into a tackle with your head down or up high because all the rules in rugby besides the in-game play rules are centered around safety of the players. There is so many rules when it comes to tackling that um, unless you're out there, like I said, just to run amok, right. you're not going to hurt most people when you go in for a proper tackle. I mean, nowadays, um, a lot of like the Seattle Seahawks, they went out to do tackling clinics with a company. Um, originally when it started, it was called Cerevi, but now it's called Atavis. Okay. And they show proper technique in tackling. They call it rugby tackling. And professional teams are going to that now because of how important technique is in the tackle and how that can keep you safe and how it can keep the person you're tackling safe. So that is what rugby is about. It is a game, um, you know, it's fast-paced. I wouldn't say it's violent, but it is definitely full contact. Right. But it is centered around keeping the game safe and fun for everybody. I like it. And, uh, and like I guess you said earlier, like if somebody comes out there just to run amok and just kind of – they'll learn the rules real quick because they're not going to let them get away with that essentially is what you're saying, no, right? So definitely if, not. If they do something stupid, they're going to learn pretty quick. Yes. Not to do that anymore. I like that, man. Um, that's interesting for me because, yeah, I don't know too much about it and just watching it, I, I would – I'm actually like terrified of it, but I could see it being like as long as you get out there and be aggressive and you're smart – it seems like you got a lot of smart players, basically what I'm trying to say. Um, now let's talk about your coaching, the coaching side. You're up in Washington. Uh, we're currently, obviously, we're in Idaho right now. You guys know that by now that I live here. Um, but Washington's north of here, and I want to know what you're doing there with rugby. Since you kind of you're not playing right now, you're not competing, but you're helping out. How? What are you doing? Um, so when I moved uh, from Seattle over to Tri Cities. Um, Shout out to the Tri-Cities. That's where my in-laws live, even though I don't really like that place. <laughs> Shout out to the Tri-Cities. Okay, go ahead. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I moved from Seattle out to Tri-Cities, and uh, my first thought was, you know, I, w- I wanted to look for a rugby club out there. Um, if not to actually play in games, just to go out and practice and stay in shape and, and keep my, my game knowledge up. Right. Um, and turned out there really wasn't anything going on there. And it really bummed me out um, because I had been um, involved so heavily uh, with the Seattle Saracens over in Seattle. Um, And uh, I got online. I was looking around, didn't find anything. I got on Facebook, and I thought maybe something will be on Facebook. Well, it turned out um, over the past five years, a couple people have tried to get together and start a rugby club there in Tri-Cities. And it just never came to fruition. Nothing ever came out of it. Right. Well, I contacted a few of the guys on there, and um, I said, hey, let's try to start a youth team because I guarantee you there is so many kids out here that if we could get them a little taste of the game, they will come out. And so 
me and a few other guys. Uh, the president of our club right now, his name is Matt, Matt okay. Hudson. Um, me, um, another fellow named Paul French, and then Mike. I always have trouble with his last name. He's from South Africa. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sitakima, I think is his last name. Um, he, he was actually coaching the WSU Tri-Cities uh, rugby team at the time. Okay. So I called him up and um, we got together and we decided, you know what, we're going to start a club. So we started a, uh, a high school rugby team up there in Tri-Cities. And this is our second season now. And, uh, yeah, we fielded a team for the last two years. So it's been pretty amazing. It, w- it was awesome to see it come pretty much from nothing. Um, get the word out there, and uh, we've had a, a team in the last two years. Okay, so do you guys play sevens or fifteens? At what? Fifteens. Yeah, fifteens. Yep. Okay, and what's the age range of the guys that you're coaching? Uh, right now, uh, because it's so new, we're really just trying to focus in on freshman to senior, so okay. high school age boys. All right, and let's see this. So when they first started coming to you know, you know, participate with you guys' club, what was the sports background for most of these players? Were they majority of them football players or the majority of soccer or is the mixture of it a lot what you see i would say it was uh 65 percent football and then we had a few uh wrestlers that came really? out yeah okay so the season for us is like in the spring so we'll do a little bit pre-season starting like february and then march until may All is right. the season so wrestling was just kind of getting out and it was like you know what what does a wrestler do does he play in because I wrestled in high school, um, there's a lot of people that if they focus on wrestling, that's all they do, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. what do you do after wrestling is done? Well, you could do you freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> you could do freestyle. You could do club wrestling. Or, hey, there's this new thing, and the, the timing is perfect, right? So we had uh, a couple of wrestlers come out as well. That's awesome. Okay. Did anybody that started with you guys have rugby experience prior to that? Like the players, I should say, not the coaches, but the players. Um, we had one player that had uh, kind of grown up around rugby a little bit. Okay. And so he was really the only one with a legitimate rugby background. Okay. And then the Tri-Cities area that you're referring to, it's three main cities. But, like, I know they have high schools around there. You're, you're targeting high school guys. Is it a mixture of kids from different schools, like, that go to different schools there, public schools, or how is it working right now? Yeah, so it's essentially just all of – the Tri-Cities area, which is Kennewick, Pasco, and Richland. Okay. Um, and then there's a few, like, tiny uh, places just outside the Tri-Cities that uh, we have a few kids that travel into Tri-Cities to practice with us. Okay. So because it's so new, we don't have the ability to have more than one team yet. Okay. But eventually what we want is to be able to have it like it is here, which is high schools have their own team. Right. Yeah, so it's not technically considered a school sport here. It's still a club sport, but there is enough people, enough boys that want to come out that are interested at Mountain View that they have their own team, and then at Meridian and at Eagle. Um, Over there, we've got some really big high schools too, but it's just not big enough yet to branch off. Gotcha. So it's pretty much everybody there. If anyone wants to come out, they are welcome to come out. And how did you guys do this Like in your – like, how are you guys doing as far as record is concerned? Have you won any matches? Or like, what's like, how's it going? Yeah, so um, last year um, it was our very first season, obviously. Uh, I, like I said, we had one guy that knew rugby. Everyone else was brand new. And we won, um, I think we went 5-2. Oh, really? Which uh, is pretty dang good. 
Um, actually, sorry, reverse that. Two and five. Two and five. Two and okay. Five. Sorry, sorry. I got a little excited. I was like, whoa. I got a little. Right. I got a little excited. Um, but and that's the thing is like we had some guys that came out that played football their whole lives, and like I said, they just wanted to play. Yeah. Right. They came out. They worked hard. They listened. They were respectful, which is a big thing to be on um, our team there in Tri Cities. Uh, you have to be respectful. Um, and they came out. They wanted to play. They worked hard, and they were incredible uh, to see go from never seeing the sport to till the end of the season. They looked amazing. Um, this year, right now, we're two and two. Okay. Um, so obviously, we still have work to do. We're still a little light on numbers, which is what we're really working on, trying to get as many people to come out as we can. But uh, for how new everybody is, I think it's amazing that you know how well we're doing. And who are you guys competing against since you guys kind of took over those three cities that are right there? Who who do you guys travel and play against, and where do you even play? So there is um, up in Washington. It's uh, the union is just for the state there in Washington, and uh, most of the teams are actually on the other side of the mountains over in Seattle. Okay. So you have Kent Northside. Um, you have a couple teams in Seattle, um, and then you have Yakima has a team, Wenatchee has a team, there's a team up in Spokane. So really for the guys on the east side of the state, we have to travel quite a bit. Okay. Um, but, you know, all the all the boys, it's not a big deal if they can, you know, if they get to play. That's so, so that's rad. what they really want. As a coach yourself, I mean, you mentioned this before we started recording as well, but, I mean, you're coaching – younger guys and you know how you were as a like a teenager I know how I was as a teenager like everybody has their different personalities what's like some of the most rewarding parts about being a coach what's some of the toughest parts about being a coach and how do you have what's the difference between coaching youth like the younger age players and maybe like a professional athlete like an older man um you know it it is a it is a big difference um so when I started like I said when I started playing um I was already an adult and you go out to a, a team and you have to be pretty dang humble because, you know, you're an adult, right? Right. You feel like, oh, I already know. Well, you don't. So, right. you know, either you listen or you can leave. That's the bottom line. <laughs> With youth, you know, you expect them to already have that mentality of, well, you're an adult, you're the coach, I'll listen to you. Um, and, and that's what we expect. Uh, but not only that, the game of rugby is about – it's all about respect, um, and and we demand that. And I will give you the same amount of respect that you give me. Um, you know, you have boys that come out to practice who think that they are, you know, too too good to practice essentially. Right. And those are the boys that I say, you know, all right, I'll I'll let you play, and then you let me know what you think. And after uh, about thirty minutes of nonstop running, they realize, well, maybe I am not as good as I think I am, right. you know, and you learn really quick. Um, but you really have to, you have to break it down a lot more. Um, for the younger kids, instead of just repetition, uh, you know, if they keep failing and you just keep repeating the same thing over and over, you can't do that. That's not how they, they learn, you know. Their mind works differently. You've got to stop. You've got to break it down. You've got to help them understand. And if there is a hurdle, whatever that hurdle is in their mind, you've got to break that down. Because that's how it's going to happen. You know, it's not the same as uh, where you're you know, coaching an adult and you'll just keep repeating it over and over and over until they realize, oh, that's it. You know, it's different. You got to stop it. You ask questions. You have them ask questions. Right. And then you break it down. So you have to have a little bit more patience. Um, 
it, it's really easy when you're coaching an adult to just say, all right, go run. Or, right. okay, we're done with this. Because you can't. You know, with, with youth, you have to you have to get past that barrier or else it'll always be there. Right. right? And then they'll never be able to improve. So you show, show the kids respect and they will feel that. They'll realize it and they'll give you the respect back. And that's really how... Uh, the co- uh, us coaches there at uh, Tri City Rugby Club are all about. That's how we coach with respect. The kids feel that, and they give the respect back. And is that one of the most rewarding things about being a coach? Like, what's what's the most rewarding thing, or like, what's your favorite part about being a coach? Uh, my favorite part about being a coach is just passing all the knowledge on yeah. and watching them implement it, and then having that light turn on, and you see it. Yeah. And, and the, you know, they almost get this look on their face, like oh my gosh, it makes sense. Right. You know, and it's like, I told you you would get it. I gave you all the tools and now you're the one doing the work. That's the most rewarding for me. Um, that and having a coach come up to us after the game and say, hey, we've played against a lot of teams um, and your boys are the most respectful group of boys that we've played against. Uh, no talking, no chirping, no attitude. None of that happened. And uh, that's really rewarding for me. That's rad. Um, you keep mentioning respect. It's a big deal. Um, earlier you even mentioned something about like from a coaching aspect, it's different than football. Why? Um, you know, and, and I played football my whole life. Right. Um, and I'm not trying to rag on football because, you know, a lot of, uh, players that come out to play rugby, uh, I guarantee are going to be a uh, football background yeah. and I'm not coming down on football coaches because every coach has their own way to coach, but it's a little bit louder little bit more in your face you know rugby isn't necessarily about that you know yeah. it, because the breakdown is so important about the sport um, and there's not time to coach on the field in rugby you have two halves 40 minutes each half and during that time of play there's no opportunities to coach you let them out on the pitch and they are alone that is it until halftime. <laughs> Let them spread their wings and fly. Exactly. <laughs> so if if every time you have the opportunity to coach or bring them in, you're just yelling and screaming about what they did wrong and this and that, you know, I, that to me is not coaching. That's yelling and screaming. Yeah. You know, take the chance to bring them in and say, boys, what do you think you did right? Okay. What do you think you did wrong? Let them bring it up. If they don't have anything, give them your observations. But take the chance to coach. Yeah. That's what it's about. Um, and growing up, I did have a lot of coaches that didn't take that time. Right. You know, they, they took the time to try to drill it in you. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. You know, they didn't give me the chance to learn on my own what right. I was doing wrong, you know, and then build me up. So um, I feel like that's that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, and even when I played on the, the men's team up in Seattle – that wasn't the coaching style either. It wasn't about getting in your face and yelling and pointing at you and, you know, getting spit on. Yeah. That wasn't the style of coaching. It was, listen, this is where we need to improve. Let's work on this. It was very focused. Um, so I, I think that that's a big difference. Okay. I like that a lot. Now, from just listening to you talk, it seems like I always tell people how sports can be related to like anything in life as far, as far as like business and careers and such. And I even just had a podcast this last week about that, like how sports can directly like be implemented into your business life, everything you learn from it. It sounds like 
a lot of these players, like I've said for my whole life, like a lot of things I learned in basketball, a lot of things I learned in boxing, everything that I've played, I can implement that into my daily life now, like what I'm doing in my my day-to-day job. But from rugby, like it sounds like they're very respectful. The kids will learn that from a young age, very respectful. And then obviously you would be considered like a manager in this sense if we're talking about business. You're respectful, and if you know you have respect, you're going to get respect. It almost sounds like these kids, like if they can get into rugby early, that might even be the best opportunity for them to learn real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like outside of sports, because it sounds like it's a, you know, you give respect, you get it, but you're also learning a lot at the same time, and uh, you're producing a good product on the field. So it's it's just, it's it's just interesting. That's what my thoughts came you know came to mind while you were talking, um, Jeff. Before we go, man, first off, do you have any shout outs you want to give? anybody yeah uh first of all uh shout out to the club that uh really uh obviously brought me into the game um and took me under their wing even though i was brand new a a lot of the players that i played with are internationally known players uh best of the best a lot of them played on the usa side a lot of them now play in the mlr uh so shout out to the the seattle saracens who is also our uh new uh uh parent club if you will okay. so tri-city rugby club which is the club that we started there in tri-cities um the saracens have been amazing in helping us get started uh giving us our the kit that we have which is now ours and which the boys were super excited about i bet um shout out to them and then uh just shout out to all the boys that have come through uh this last year and that are on the team now um all the hard work that you've put in and you know you guys are the true pioneers for the sport and our club there in Tri Cities. So um, give it a good name. Keep up uh, the hard work, and uh, man, we'll we'll make a name for ourselves yet. So I love it, man. And uh, Jeff Harward, where are you gonna go with rugby? What do you see yourself doing in the future? If we're looking ten years down the road from now, in ten years, how do you see yourself making an impact in the rugby world? You know, I would uh, I would love to be involved um, in um, a, a club here, maybe in Idaho. Okay. Uh, eventually, I, I'd like to get back here with my family, and uh, I would love to be involved in really growing the sport for all ages, or even in an area that doesn't have a club like we did in, in Tri-Cities, just creating clubs and getting people interested in the game, just growing the game. I mean, that that's my biggest thing. I I love it. I've got a passion for it, and because of that, I want to spread it. So I would love to be involved in just growing the game wherever, uh, maybe working uh, with USA Rugby or, uh, you know, any any kind of uh, organization like that. Love it, man. And I appreciate you joining the show and, you know, educating me as well as the listeners on the sport of rugby. So that was, that was legit. It was good catching up with you. Um, for everybody out there, hope you learned as much as I did today, and make sure you check out Jeff Harward, he's going to make a name for himself in the next 10 years. This sport has already grown in the last 10 years. Imagine in 10 years from now as he continues to help the youth as well as other clubs. So you guys know the drill. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.